You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. I Love Lucy. That's what this movie should be called. We're talking about being the Ricardos, starring Nicole Kidman and Harvey R. Barbadine. The reason why I'm saying that is because this was not the cast. I'm kind of curious about what Eric thinks of this cast. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I'm excited to talk about this one. I hope my Ooh. sound is coming in better this time. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But we'll find it out after we make the mistake, I guess. I <laughs> do love Lucy. I grew up with Lucy. This was one of the first shows I would continually watch in sequence, especially during the summers, just because Nickelodeon at Nick at Night became popular. And Tuesdays were I Love Lucy nights. So I got to watch a lot, almost its entire run of I Love Lucy. I got to watch a lot of it with my great-grandma, and I got to watch a lot of the movies, too. That uh, they did together, that Lucy, Lucille Ball and uh, Desi Arnaz did together. My favorite one being the Long Long Trailer, uh, 1954. That one was a fun one. A bit weird. Obviously, these movies don't sometimes don't age well with misogyny and whatnot. But I'm excited to talk about this one. What do you know about Lucy, Jordan? Same exact thing that you just said, pretty much. Um, maybe it's because we're close to the same age, but Nick at Night was huge. Um, for older shows, I mean, how uh, they also had uh, Lucy, they had the Monsters. Uh, I think Honeymooners was on there. Um, it had switched up for for a while. I had tried to because they had a jingle for it. I, I remember, it, and everything was jingles. So it was like Monster Mondays, Tuesday Lucy, Wednesday something, Thursday something. Right. Welcome back, Cotter Friday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, welcome back, Cotter. Remember the old, early John Travolta stuff. So I mean, Lucy was a big part of my life. Uh, I can't tell you the age, but I was definitely under 10, but above five. You know what I mean? Like it was these, it was these shows. And here's the funny thing that I don't think kids nowadays would do. I was talking to my wife about it last night. Um, when I watched Lucy, when I was a kid, I didn't, I, it, it never dawned on me that this was an old show from the fifties. I didn't, I didn't comprehend that. I didn't pay attention. I didn't care. It was black and white. It was just a funny show because Lucy was just charming. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, well, it, there was more to it, though. I remember it's, it was – it was it left an impression because not only was I watching it on the TV, on the TV, but it was also used in education for mm. – so around here we have the Henry Ford Museum. And they – among many displays that they have, one is for the assembly line. Right, makes sense. Henry Ford assembly yeah. line, and they do this practice where they have the kids line up on an assembly line and try to do, well, the famous "I Love Lucy" bit with her and Ethel on the chocolate factory line. Classic. A classic, and they used that to kind of show the effects of assembly line and and what could be. And I remember just seeing clips of "I Love Lucy" being used as reference in many things. That was the first time seeing it. But used in many other things as well, too. Oh, I agree with you. Um, I'm going to completely jump ahead. But just to kind of go on this roll before we get into the movie, uh, midway through the movie, we uh, sometimes this movie does color and then black and white, black and white to talk about the episode. Uh, but what made me really go, okay, Nicole Kidman's Lucy 
is when um, they recreated uh, when she was stopping the grapes um, for the wine. Yeah, or and, they made mention of it, at least in this, right? Well, no, they showed it. Oh, yeah, they did. Well, they they showed it, so I was just like, oh, okay, that's the moment. You know, I and mean, we'll talk about it more, but I'm just trying to bank off of what you're saying. Yeah. Because I remember that stopping of the grapes, just like the chocolate assembly line. And when Nicole Kidman was doing her Lucy bit, I was like, okay, all right, that's the moment right there. I mean, like, she, she's Lucy. So totally, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. But now Nick and Knight makes me feel old to end our segment on Nick and Knight. Now it's friends. It's mostly friends. And I'm just like, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, uh, kind of weird. I'm looking at their programming right now, and it's like friends, Mike and Molly. Basically, a lot of old CBS shows that have just gone into rerun syndication, some Nicktoons, maybe. But before, Which is crazy. It, it was like Bewitched, Beverly Hillbillies, Petticoat Junction. Yeah, and which is funny just because because uh, Friends is NBC. So, yeah. Anyway. But, but like yes. Mom, Young uh, Child, and Mike and Molly. So um, a little bit of the history of this movie. This movie was a the, this movie has been in production hell since 2007. Do you know who the original actress that signed on to do this role was going to be? Given through my uh, Google search, I have not l looked at Reddit, but, but just through pictures, I'm going to guess Deborah Messing. Is that no? Well, she was she was kind of the one that kickstarted it, but no, the one that was really going to do it was Kate uh, Blanchett. Oh, oh, uh. and one of the things that I was reading from the ever so wonderful sourceful IMDb is that the reason why she's not doing this film is because she didn't want a big name Hollywood actor to play Desi. She wanted a young up and coming um, that nobody really knew that was authentic to Desi, which Harvey R. Bardeem is not authentic to Desi. <laughs> And when they couldn't agree, the studio, Kate Blanchett, uh, dropped out of the movie, but asked if they could look at Nicole Kidman. I I will say that the casting in this movie worked everywhere else except for the two main characters. Really? Okay. I will. I will. I will half agree with you. Well, I I was later sold. Nicole Kidman, I think, is a really great actress. Really, I do. Especially when it comes to more of like a character. She seems to just commit a bit more into that rather than it being some sort of like stoic drama where she's just made to look pretty in the corner. Pretty Little Lies comes to... Or Big Little Lies comes to mind on that one. But for this one, there were parts where I got really good glimpses of what I thought Lucy who she was because these are two titans these are two big attitudes together and i think that they portrayed that very well it's just visually it was hard to i was i wasn't sold on it it was hard to to see this and imagine it being lucy when you have someone who's clearly nicole kidman you know as as this so it, this role is it meant to be a flagship for for an actress no this is a nice project because it's done differently. It's done in like this half documentary kind of way. And I think she does a great job with it. I'm just not particularly sold on it. Same with, uh, with Javier uh, Bardem is that I think that the attitude of Desi really comes off well. This guy who 
you know, is very strong-willed, who's who's already made the decision before you even got into the room, and he's just going to twist you into agreeing with him after a while. Like, he's, he's very good. I like that. But, again, visually, I can't get over who I'm seeing. Right. So I will agree with you half of it because when Nicole Kidman has her hair up in the traditional Lucy hairstyle – um, she looks like Lucy. I mean, like I said, I'm going back to that grape scene, right? I, 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 she looks like Lucy, but when her hair is down, she doesn't look like her. Harvey R. Bardem, Bardeen, whatever. I'm sorry. Every time I watch him, I, I think of Silva. So I was like, whoop, what's Silva doing in this movie? Bond, sure. if people. So, um, well, then, uh, Desi was a bit more of, he has more of a nasally voice. It's higher. Right. And, Javier, he is such a a low bass, you know, just a deep voice, and scary guy. Yeah, yeah, it's very intimidating in that in that part. So that worked, but Desi, uh, uh, his voice is higher. Right. Well, I guess in um, uh, one of the interviews that I read was with their daughter uh, about this movie, and the daughter said, "Movie got everything right." She said, "Clearly, Javier is not my father." Looks nothing like my father, but they portrayed him very well. And I think that's the big thing we're talking about is these actors and actresses may not look like them, uh, but they do portray them very well. Um, I'm also confused here on this movie. So this movie is kind of a documentary, but then it's also told in a whole week. Aaron Sorkin, for some reason, has Hollywood under his thumb, and everybody loves him so much. I think he's just wonderful and clap every time he enters the room. Oh, isn't he? And uh, no, he's he's not. <laughs> you like a, you these... like your love with a different Aaron, though. Um, Carter and yeah. Rogers. No, Carter. But anyway, <laughs> no, it's just okay. I love Social Network because one of my favorite directors, David Fincher, which is written by Aaron Sorkin. But what he does is that he makes these movies, either writes them or directs them that I want to see, and then he he. He doesn't do the traditional biop pick, and I get frustrated because it's told in a weird way. As an example, the Steve Jobs movie with Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs. Really excited to see that movie until I found out that the whole movie is in the backstage of an Apple um, convention or an <laughs> yeah. Apple keynote. And it's like, what? That's weird. Well, all right. And well, then, what about like – I'm sorry, were you going to go off and continue with another? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I wasn't going to want to rant. I was just going to say, for this movie, I finally figured it out because the editing is scrambled in this movie. Um, when it goes back and forth in time, it doesn't tell you years. And I finally figured it out. Oh, modern time, right? Quote, unquote. That's when she has the red hair. And before she was really famous, that was you know, her brown hair. I yeah. got it after a while, but it was so frantic. And that's what Aaron Sorkin does. It's very frantic editing, which annoys me. Yeah, I don't think you are the only one to have that complaint. His jumping from time to time definitely has a very keep up, very, very, you know, writer room, very, very journalism kind of just keep up or, you know, if you're not here, then you're slow type of thing. And a lot of his movies are are like that. Uh, Charlie Wilson. Are you a War. fan? I like. I've always liked Aaron Sorkin. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. yeah a, a sports Night was it for me? To be honest, I don't know if okay. you if you've ever seen right. that series. 
No, I haven't, but I'm just, uh, oh, just I, not a fan. You might like Sports Night, but uh, like obviously that, West Wing, I, I'm a fan of Newsroom. Of course, Moneyball recently rewatched that. Again, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, is that it wasn't frantic. Money, Moneyball, Social Network, that stuff wasn't frantic. It well, told a beginning, middle, and end. Moneyballs is is from a book, and Social Network is based off of a. Isn't it based off of a same another book or a memoir or something? Sure, but why do being the Ricardos this way? Why not have it be a beginning, middle, and end? Why not have her get? Why not have her? Towards the end of the movie, we go to a flashback of her getting fired from RKO, mostly because of her age. That's what they're getting at. Mm-hmm. And then she has to go and do radio. And she's down on her luck, and she does radio, and CBS is there like, ha let's do a show. So, uh, well, start I, off with that. No, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's a big decision, because you have the writers, two writers and a EP involved in this this part of the movie, too. They're telling the story. So where can you involve them? And this seemed to be a very good arc to have what better than just a week where it was just high impact drama where else you're going to have the arc it take place over the course of their entire relationship what is that 30 something years you know 40 if you count 20, 20 years they well, got married in 1940 like, divorced in 1960 i was going to say deaths and stuff like that too oh you know? deaths okay well were they cool after because 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 at the end of the movie they say that they divorced after the show ended which was in 1960 I'm pretty sure that they, one of them was on record saying that basically they they never stopped loving each other, but it's just one of those toxic relationships, you know, where it's just when it's on, it's on, but when it's when it's off, it's off. Just All right. Well, I can't wait to talk about it, uh, a lot of stuff with this because the ending uh, woke me up and I really enjoyed it so i want to talk about that but the movie opens up pretty much what's going on in this movie is lucille ball is somehow is got connected with the communist party in the 1930s like she said something about uh what like her uncle or somebody raised her who was a communist and she didn't know it is that right she knew when that that she was a communist, and she checked that. Okay. Oh, you're asking? Yeah, she when whenever she was what a kid or I don't know registration of some sort, she checked that she was a communist. Right, because her uncle or somebody raised her who she idolized. Yeah, grandfather on on some morals that said that. you know, work for each other, not for the big guy. Right. Okay, great. So this is going to become a publicity nightmare. Everybody's freaking out. But the whole movie, besides flashbacks, takes place in a whole week of rehearsals, staging, and preparing for uh, the taping of the episode coming Friday. So it starts Monday. We get right off the bat. J.K. Simmons, can that man do anything wrong? Uh, he is a He is a good actor, isn't he? I love him as oh god Ethel and what's the guy's name Fred? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, uh, the character. Yeah. Yeah, Fred. 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 Well, love him as playing Fred. an actor who's playing an actor who's playing, you know, J.K. Simmons playing William, uh, Frawley playing Fred, whatever. 
Right. I love the fake little uh, beer belly they give him. I love how uh, they're like, are you drunk? It's, like, it's 10 o'clock. I, I, I love his attitude. Uh, I also thought Ethel was really fun, too. I, I really enjoyed that actress. And I just love the table read where – uh, what they even hire a director, like they hire like a higher gun and he's like, nobody respects this director for this episode at all. They just, yeah, get a director here just to make the studio happy, just to keep the process going because right. really they're in control. Right. Well, really Philip Morris is, and my wife who never was a smoker, um, she says, who's Philip Morris? And why do they keep on talking about cigarettes? I was like, Philip Morris, they're a big cigarette company, kind of like who R.J. Reynolds is and stuff. And she went, what? And I was like, Camel Marlboro. And she went, oh. And I just found that funny. What an accurate thing in the Times, too, that the cigarette companies are in charge. Isn't that great? I mean, like, everybody smoked in this movie. I don't know. I give a smile on my face right now, Eric, because the, the 1950s... The 1950s puts a smile on my face. I can't explain it. That's when your doctor ordered you to smoke. Nine out of ten doctors recommend you smoke Camel. It's good for your T-zone. That's a real commercial. Yeah, I mean, you're feeling bad. You go ahead and take a take a drag. But is, is, is it just me? Because I, I generally like movies that are set in the 50s. I just really like oh, the... Oh, they're, they're uh, great period pieces. They're of a... More of a innocent time, or at least that we like to think so, where things were simpler. Yeah, we just got done with the war. Uh, suburbia is a thing. Everybody's working. You know, you get this mask of everything is wonderful. And that's kind of what's intriguing to it. I love the costuming in this movie. Um, another thing I'm actually complaining about this, too, is not to completely switch gears, is I, I don't think this is a very beautiful movie to look at. It's a very standard-looking movie. Like, there's nothing great or um no pizzazz to it studio movie it's a takes place behind the scenes it just it's an enclosed area it, it just almost seems like this was was this a covid movie where it was just no blocked it was into one before. area because it seems no it was made before oh okay well it it really was what it seems like where the uh the set is limited well okay All the reason the i brought house well I, I brought it up just because and I hopefully this makes sense to you, but I just recently watched No Time to Die Again, um, and no, that does not make sense to me that you keep watching I, that movie. I, well, uh, one of the most beautiful, most gorgeous things I've ever seen f on film is when they had that huge car chase and they're in that shootout in the woods. It's just beautiful to look at, and that really got me into the atmosphere of the movie. With this. This is very heavy colors, camera doesn't move, nothing pretty to look at. You know what I mean? Just like very kind of like kind of like the dark side of the 50s. You know what I mean? Like the paranoia. I didn't feel anything really um, yeah, magical. This, is, this makes sense to you. But this is acting. This isn't supposed to be a visual, visually pleasing movie. Like Mank is a bit more of those where it can give you some, some, some flair, even though it's black and white. But it's still there's a lot going on. Uh, Hudsucker okay. Proxy is is one of those where there's a lot kind of Hail Caesar is switching around a lot, and it shows you kind of the glamour of golden Hollywood. But this is more like a revolutionary road. This is this is a story based. This is acting. This is uh, theater. 
I, that was good. I can't do that. Theater. That was good. I liked Theater. it. So, so, so far, are you into the movie? We get Philip Morris coming in here saying to Lucy, hey, bud, what's this about this communist thing? And she's like, yeah, kind of happened, you know. And I mean, I was really – this scene brought me back to Mad Men, Don Draper in episode one where they talked about Lucky Strike cigarettes. Oh, yeah, sure. I, to be honest, I was kind of sold when they were doing this this whole doc, half documentary thing. I, I just really enjoyed it. It was great narration how they did that. Those are actors, by the way. Yeah, they're so, not the real people. Yeah, yeah. if anyone was wondering. It it would just, it helped me understand a bit more about where we were in the movie. It was how I thought that uh, they were going to segue between periods or scenes or and it just was a, a great tension breaker as well too i i just right. enjoyed that that and i i've seen documentaries about these before i've i've had more interest in these two than i i feel like i than a, a, someone in my demographic should that's that's okay that's just really what it is i've always had interest i found that these this whole story to be fascinating. I'm glad that we're getting this. I hope we get to see more of it. I would like to have seen more of Ethel, uh, of Vivian Vance, um, played by Nina uh, Arandia. Aranda? Wasn't she good? Wasn't she fun? Yeah, I thought she was great. I, I liked her. I liked the, the story about the writers, too. The writers were the best part. Yeah, I, I, would, I liked seeing all that. I... You know, the whole it came apart where I didn't really even care about what's going on with Desi and and Lucille. I I liked seeing what was going on with these people with um, Tony Hale's character. No, yeah, absolutely. I love the writers' room. These three are fun, and um, I don't remember uh, the actress's name. Uh, one of the head writers, uh, but she she was spunky. She was attitude. Really enjoyed her a lot in this movie. Yeah, maybe. that actress was really good. <laughs> uh, Aaliyah uh, Shawkat. Or I liked her. I no, I, I truly like. I mean, Gina. I I saw a lot of Gina, my wife, in her. Like she's just she's really fun. Really enjoy. And and I also liked how they had the sticky notes on the uh, in the writers' room. They had all the episodes figured out. And also, big thing too, they were talking about is Lucy. Ba 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 is pregnant in real life and they're trying to figure out how to hide it and desi's like no no that's not gonna happen we're gonna do it this way and i love how they say you can't say pregnant on tv right all these unwritten rules that the sponsor has just see now that's the thing see you and i probably saw this movie differently because that's the stuff i really really enjoyed the absurdity the craziness like i mean des even says we uh, uh no uh, one of the writers or producers say you guys sleep in separate beds and he goes how about we not do that anymore and it was like oh scandalous well like, did you like the the big scene with nicole kidman in the boardroom at wherever cbs or rko wherever she would studio with the suits all around her and her just basically whipping it out on the table in front what? of all the all the dudes and just saying that I want my husband, the Cuban American, to be in in the show, and they're saying, well, he doesn't fit the typical American vision that we're trying to go for, trying to be, I guess, as as PC as he can about it at that time, right? 
Right. And then she was like, uh, he served in World War II. He was a sergeant. And I and I and I also love the line from the from the big fat cat smoking a cigarette at the table saying, This is beneath me, so this is what we're going to do. He's not American enough. And that's when I really fell in love with Nicole Kidman's character at this point, right? Because it was like, oh my God, like I can totally see Lucille Ball doing this. Like right. no. No, yeah, that's not happening. Just a piercing look, just some some ringing words in your ear. Yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed her in those scenes. Uh, there's a lot of other scenes I did enjoy. Okay, so one thing that I'm that I'm gonna gripe about is really at the beginning of this movie. Um, I don't understand the directing choice to shoot the film like this, but um, it was like they were teasing us uh, to see the faces of Desi and Lucy, kind of like how you tease to see King Kong or Godzilla. You know what I mean? Like you kind of tease it. Because they walk into the bedroom, they have the news report, blah, 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 Lucy's a communist, and they're getting undressed to have sex, and then, boom, the camera then finally takes to a long shot, to a wide shot, and then we get Lucy and Des. But why Why do a sh Why do five minutes of all extreme close-ups? I don't understand that choice, because the movie, the rest of it doesn't do that. Yeah, I think that maybe that was just an introduction, we can call it that. Maybe it was just because at that part... You're listening to the narrators. You're not. You're you're in the background. You're listening to to the fight, but you already know what the fight is about. You don't need to hear the words. You don't need to to see what's going on because you already know what's going on. So you're listening to the to the narration instead. That's the only way I can think of it. I'm not trying to justify it. I that's yeah. It was a little off for me too because it's like I I know who's weird. You said their names as it was rolling through. It's like, I, I know who these people are. I know who's playing who. <laughs> My wife wanted me to bring this up. She actually told me to bring this up last night for the show. Um, midway through the movie where uh, Lucy is seducing uh, Desi and she's wearing her bra and panty combo and then has his long coat. Uh, My wife said, yeah. women, in the, women in the 50s thought that underwear was sexy. I'm like, I don't know how. Like, it was funny to me. I guess it was one of those jokes, you know, people that are listening that you had to be there for it. I told her I would say it. You know what I mean? I told, I promised her I would, but it's true. Like, you kind of look at it, you're like, woof. I mean, woof. times they are changing. Those those bras, those brassiers uh, back then were, like, all road cones, right? Right. It just speaking out of, like, <laughs> I don't know, know what I'm talking about. No, it's just it's just kind of funny to me because it looks like every time she walks, it's like she has a diaper on. You know what I mean? Like there was there was nothing flattering about it at all. And uh, I wonder if her as the actress had actually a great time wearing that crap because it just looks uncomfortable and, and not yeah straps and just yeah. weird looking stuff. It was just weird. And uh, yeah, that was funny to me. Um, one little thing that I just threw away. That became the big reveal at the end of the movie was in the beginning of the movie, Desi and Lucy are talking in their office and he has a little handkerchief scarf thing in his coat. She takes it uh, when she gives him a kiss and she wipes the lipstick off his lips and folds his little handkerchief back in and puts it in his pocket. And that was it. And he's like, you've never done that before. And she makes a little snide joke and go on with the movie. You completely forget about it until the end, which we'll get into. But towards the end of the movie, though, we get the whole week, the whole setup, everybody's struggling. Lucy is trying to change the dinner scene. She was so anal about this dinner scene, about placement. She gets she gets the actors up at 2 o'clock in the morning, right? 
to, to organize yeah. everything ready. And boom, it has come out the night of taping that she is a communist and it's on red font and it's really fun. And, um, four inch type, four inch type. They kept on talking about four inch type. And then, uh, Harvey air. Well, sorry, Desi, uh, pretty much makes Lucy agree that he's going to say that you mischecked the box. And that got my wife heated. Like, you know, that's when she sat up in the chair and went, she ain't stupid. You know, like she was really into it. Yeah. Like, and that right there speaks for the times because her character plays aloof, a larf, if you will. And, uh, to make her real life persona be aloof would, would kind of make her look bad. So what does, what does Desi do? He goes out to greet the audience. The newspapers are there and he tells the truth. And then he has Jay Edgar Hoover on the phone to tell the audience that she is not a communist. That was shocking to me. What'd you think of that? He called in a favor and he, he did like it that. to, uh, to keep his career. What'd you think of that? I mean, like uh, more than that. I mean, did you, did you, did you, were you surprised he did that? Did you think he was going to go out there and just say that she's aloof? Oh no. I, I, it's, it, it was a good back and forth, good conflict because she's a strong woman and she knows that, listen, I'm, I'm here to, to, I know who I am. I'm here to stick for my morals and what I believe in. But at the same part, I think Desi's trying to, to convey that we need to cover this up. Like, I know that you're not dumb. These people know that you aren't. But we're in a situation where if you keep going one way, you are going to kill your career and everything that we've built for. Or if you go the other way, well, we can save it. So it's, right. it's a big fork in, in the road. And in order to, I guess, help everything, he calls in the favor. And that's just what you got to do. He, he, he did it. Because I thought he wanted to keep his marriage going too. I think that's the other part is that he feels that if he be if he becomes the hero, then it will buy him more time. See, that's the other thing I love about Hollywood in the nineteen fifties. You have J. Edgar Hoover on speed dial. Well, <laughs> because they, remember that scene where he's fighting with her? He brings in the secretary, he brings in a little black book, and he goes, You see this name? You call this name right now. I'm just like, who the fuck is it? My thing is more the address, but I think that was pretty cool where you can go up to somebody, your secretary, and point and be like, that number. Call that person, tell them this, and tell them from me. Right. I actually actually rewound from 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 the board because, okay, so we watched the movie last night, but after the movie, I was just kind of like not expecting the movie to go where it goes. So I rewound from the credits all the way to the uh, to the boardroom scene again when she's trying to push Desi to be in the show. I, w I rewatched that again. And the secretary's face, when he says this name, this number, call it, she like looked at kind of like that kind of like that quadruple look like, really? What? Really? What? Kind of look. And I thought that was really good on her part because like that whole thing was energetic. Like I'm energized at this point. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell. Like I'm energized. Like what's going to happen? They, you know, they, they do the show. I'm uh, sorry. No. Um, so before they do the show, uh, he, he saves her career. They go back and then she's, she's known the truth. This whole movie. She says that, I know you've been cheating on me. And I look at Gina, I go, he's cheating on her. And Gina goes, 
a wife's intuition. I go, what are you talking about? And then she pulls out the second handkerchief and it's like, no, this is mine. Whose is this? Big reveal because the whole movie, he's pretty, oh my God, great. I actually really enjoyed that a lot. Oh yeah. I, it, it was no secret either that, uh, um, uh, Desi enjoyed his fame. I guess we'll, yeah, call but, it, we'll call it that. In real life, but in this movie, I mean, we never saw anything in infidelity at all. Like, I mean, it was – he was playing it straight for the most part. You know what I mean? Well, that's the other part what I think it speaks to the character of Desi is that he – well, I don't want to do the old saying of work hard, play hard. But he really had that, that tracked mind of getting what he wanted, of succeeding, of – making sure that everyone was telling him yes instead of no. And he, I get, he strived for it, I, I think, both on and offset. So, I mean, like, I thought it was a great reveal because she knew this the entire time. And plus, by the way, this, this whole movie, well, this whole modern-day stuff, if you want to call it that, um, takes place in 1954. And at the end of the uh, movie, we get the credits saying that they uh, that they did the show until 1960 when they filed for divorce. So she, f for years, she knew that he was having an affair. Like, oh my god! Like, she just caught her husband cheating, has proof, and she's like, "Let's go do the show." You like, know, the show oh, must wow. go on. It's great. Yeah, that part was really good. The the actor's curse, right? Is and that, then, of course, everything that she was fighting for, you know, she doesn't uh, end up doing. She does what the studio does with the, you know, hand above the eyes thing. Sorry, I got really excited about this at the end. I'm sure the fans can tell and you can tell. I got really hyped about this. It just, it, it, they just do a good job with telling the, the story. And not even just that, but again, because of the two actors who seem to just be off on their own. it's not a bad thing to point this out they're very good together and that's why i'm taken out of maybe the the lucy desi story and i'm watching these two play two other actors as it, it could have been any other show these two actors are are just playing off each other so well that i'm invested into the scene uh, i'm yeah, talking about I, nicole Kidman yeah. and, and harvey Everdeen. right no i 100 percent agree with you 100 percent. well how about this Let's get into our popcorn rating. Let's see what you really feel. Let's see what I really feel. And let's let's tell the fans what we think. So, Eric, what is your popcorn rating for being the Ricardos? Oh, man. I have a bias. So large bag. I I wanted more. That's... Hold on. Hold on. You say a large? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I just, I, I have a bit of a bias just because I, it's a weird thing to say. I don't know. Some people still like Elvis. But... I've I've always had a shine for I Love Lucy and they have a special place in my heart. They 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 really do. And seeing this was just wonderful. I I liked seeing all the characters. I think that what my expectation was of the people of the characters were were met. I I do have a difficult time with again the big name stars. Uh, being the the two big characters, just because it takes something out of it. I'm seeing the actor and not the character, but they did it very well. Um, that's not their fault that they're too big for this movie. 
So I, I just think that, that it was wonderful. Everything about it, I think, was is a story that I, I didn't ask for, and I loved it. it. I thought it was great. I would have liked to have seen more. I guess that's my only thing, is that I, I wish I could see maybe more of Desi. I wish I could see more of the studio, of the of the cast. I don't know if this would work better in a series or or a different type of movie, but the other part of it is I like the narration. The way that you had this insight from these narrators who were telling you how it how it is the the people who can give you a yes or no at the end of a scene i i just i liked it i i would like to see more movies like this if they were to do it retrospectively if they were to do a movie like this with like you know like the marx brothers the stooges with you know you know with something other classic comedy type then you know what's my line or something i would watch it i think they they do a very good job with this it's hard to do and uh you're not gonna make everybody happy but i didn't think they overstepped so okay. for right. that i i you kept my interest i was i was impressed i i, I really was all right. Well, I guess my review is going to be a little interesting then for you. Uh, I'm going to jump right off the bat. It, to me, this is a medium. Yeah, I, listen, this- I can agree with that. I, I really I wanted to be like medium with a lot of a lot of extra butter. And I could be changing my my large bag like a month later. Sure, because this is why I say it's medium. Um, we record this show always on a Wednesday and I watch the movies on a Tuesday because I want to get it fresh. And I dozed off twice in this movie to my wife had to say, hey, and I would shoot up, huh, you know what I mean? Uh, I did not find the movie very interesting until the boardroom scene, and then I was adrenalized. Um, I, I, that's my complaint. I, th- I think the movie is ridiculously slow. I don't think anything really interesting to hold my attention happens. Um, that's why I doze off twice. And for the record, I watched this at 8 o'clock at night, so it wasn't like it was late. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my review of it. Like It's, it's, it's slow. It's dull. Um, it's not pretty to look at. And the writing is very dull. So but when, that, the- when that ends... Sorry, was it the process? Like we didn't talk about how it showed the Lucy's process for for the joke making. Did that do anything at all? I'm sorry to cut you off in your middle of the review, but I'm just no, curious. no, that's fine. That's pretty much it because I was going, I was repeating myself three times at that point. Yeah. No, I mean, like there are moments throughout the movie, little moments that are good. The movie just didn't hold my attention. Like, I like the fact that she got the actors out of bed at 2 o'clock in the morning because she was so gung-ho to get the scene done the way she wants to. Um, I love her control. I love her attitude. I like when she was pretty much going around telling everybody, you know, Desi's kind of in charge here, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there are moments in the movie that are good, but from pressing play to credits throughout the whole movie, it just did not hold my attention. And when I mean doze off, I mean doze off for maybe five seconds. It wasn't like I was asleep for half an hour. You know what I I mean? I I get you. I get you. Can I uh, give you a tidbit from Wikipedia here? Absolutely. From Desi Arnaz's Wikipedia. 
Uh, although Arnez and Ball both married other spouses after their divorce in 1960, they remained friends and grew closer in their final decade, in his final decade. When Arnez was diagnosed with lung cancer in 1986, Lucille visited him and the two watched VHS tapes of I Love Lucy. On what would have been their 46th wedding anniversary, she telephoned him and they spoke for a short time, including saying, I love you. She finished by saying, all right, honey, I'll talk to you later. He died two days two days later, December second, nineteen eighty six. So he died of lung cancer from smoking. Clearly, and I'm assuming Lucy as well died of lung cancer. I'm assuming all these people died of lung cancer. Apparently, he was just your your classic alcoholic and just cigars, gambling, um, infidelity. He, I mean, he was just you know he's trying to be the Rat Pack. How old was he when he died? Uh, did it say? Uh, yeah. I, I, let me scroll it up here. He was in his seventies, sixty-nine. Oh, she so was a little young then. I mean, when as long as you can be for smoking that. Uh, Lucy died at seventy-seven. Illness. Did she die? Illness. Well, caused by smoking. I bet. <laughs> a heart I attack. Bet she was... Yeah. Uh, how old was she? 77, you said? Oh, on this, yeah, 77. Yes, heavy smoker. And what year did she die? Does it say that too? A, 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 aortic aneurysm, by the way. She died in 89. And Desi died in 86? Yeah, is that right? Am I reading that right? Let me roll that up. Okay. Let's scroll up here. Yeah, she died in 89. Huh. 89 was her, and Desi was 86. Yes, they died. They lived well. They lived. They lived a long life. I'd say so. Yeah. You know, they had two. They had two kids. Although I think, um, did did both of them still alive? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the thing is, so we can close out the show here for you. Is I think one of the things that's always interesting about movies like this for me is. This period of Hollywood, but then also the actors at this point in time in Hollywood, when they make movies like this, it's always romanticized and it's always kind of interesting and kind of sweet in that in that sense of word uh, to see how these actors played with each other back then. You know what I mean? Like just how Lucy pretty much was in charge, but really Desi was. Um you get what I'm trying to say? Like it's just it's this interesting time period. Well, I, in Hollywood, I get what you're trying to say. I I've always thought it to being like a mutual respect. Like he's always yeah. been in awe of her because she is such a big voice and she has such a clear vision. I I really like those parts where it showed her over analyzing the joke to a fault. It, but like that's what her craft is is to think. No, what can I do? to get that laugh that isn't there. Right. And I think Desi saw that in her, in her just because he's a performer. And I, I like that, but she also saw that he is, he is the man. And obviously in this time period, you need a man's voice to get the majority of what you want. Yeah. But she played it smart though. Exactly. She, she played, she played the game. She played it smart. Yeah. She played the game. Good for her. 
Good for her. Well, everybody, we hope that you enjoyed this review of Being the Ricardos. Uh, this was a movie that was on and off our schedule for a little bit because we just didn't know if this was going to be something that we were really going to do. And it turned out that, well, I guess so. We did it, and I'm glad we did. Uh, maybe Eric and I will come back and revisit this movie in the future. Maybe we'll completely change our popcorn ratings. We'll see what happens in the future. This could be nominated for probably Best Film of the Year for the Movie Guys Awards next year. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, like always. And we'll make sure to check us out on all social media platforms. You can download this episode with many others on any platform you get your podcast from. And thank you so much. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. <laughs>